Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast, week two of a series called Raising Up Large Capacity Leaders, coming out of one of Dudley Daniel's books. And the book is called Biblical Leadership, and it is freely available. You can go right now to the ncmi.net website, and you can look under the resources, and you'll find his book there. Download it as a PDF, I highly recommend it. And uh, this series comes out of chapter six, seven, and eight of that book, which was called Raising Up High Capacity Leaders. And so I'm going to be using some of his quotes and his notes and try and expand on them and share some of our experiences and hopefully you're going to use it to grow your capacity and lift your ability to raise up the leaders around you. So last week we looked at the first one. We're going to be looking over the next couple of weeks at 12, 12 ways of growing our capacity as leaders and growing the capacity of the leaders around us. The first one we looked at last week was simply this. We need a larger theology in order to enlarge our capacity. So if you missed that one, you're welcome to go back, have a listen to that. But we're going to dive straight in today to number two. Factor number two, we need to enlarge our capacity for people who are different to us. Now, at first that might sound a little bit strange, but as one of the characteristics of big capacity leaders is that they are able to work with and attract and lead people who are completely different, different race, different uh, color skin, different language, different background, socioeconomic, different age. They're able to work with people across a wide spectrum of differences. So here's a quote. Why is it that we are so threatened by people that are different to us or who do things differently to the way we do? Most of the time, those who do things differently to the way we do will not be violating scripture or have done anything wrong. They simply do not do things the way we do. The fact that this is something we may be a little or even very uncomfortable with does not necessarily make it wrong. I'd love you to think about yourself for a while. Maybe even start by thinking about your church or organization. Is it monoculture? Everyone kind of the same age, same background? Or is there a diversity to your leadership which uh, makes everyone feel like they can be part of your team? So many of the early church plants that happened, remember when Stephen was martyred in the early church and it says the church scattered and as they scattered, they began preaching the word and it seems that they started new churches. And yet most of those churches were very monoculture. And uh, we actually don't hear about most of those. Why? Because uh, Acts chapter 11 verses 19, I've spoken about this many times before. To me, it's such a great tragedy. It says, uh, the little quote from the verse, it says, they spread the word only among Jews. So remember, Jesus had given the Great Commission to the church. He'd sent them out into all of the world. And yet the church in Jerusalem remained a Jewish church. And as they scattered, even though the Holy Spirit had clearly said, it's time to spread to the Gentiles as well, they continued only working with people who were the same as themselves. The church in Antioch, however, was not threatened by people who are different, and God blessed them. Acts 11, verses 20 and 21, it says, Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks, also telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. These early church uh, leaders were unthreatened by difference. They crossed cultural divides, and uh, what we see is resulting is this beautiful church, multi-ethnic, and uh, multicultural. In fact, if we look in Acts chapter 13 and verse 1, it gives us a glimpse of the leadership team. And once again, we're not going to prolong it. I've preached about it before. But let me remind those who are new to the Mustard Seed uh, Leadership Podcast, Acts chapter 13, verse 1, it says, Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaean who'd been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. Have a look at that. 
I mean, here's the church, remember? It was founded by people who were unthreatened by different cultures, different socioeconomic groups. And so now look at this leadership team. We know Barnabas. Remember, he was the Levite. He was a Jewish man. Then we have Simeon. Simeon, uh, they called him Nadja, the black guy. So he would have been a black guy from Africa. There was Lucius. He was a Greek Gentile, possibly trained as a doctor. There was Manaean. He was a Gentile. He was a Roman man, highly educated, probably very wealthy. He grew up with Herod, Herod, who was the, the ruler of the nation and Saul. He was the ex-rabbi with a bit of a dodgy past. What's the point? When you look at a leadership team like that, it said first in the church there was, uh, uh, there was teachers and prophets, so there was diversity of gifting. Then if you look at the people, there was diversity of background, of culture, uh, of color, of all sorts. Now isn't it amazing when Jesus went looking for a church, to use a church to pioneer and plant churches, sending out an apostolic team. This was the church that he planted. I want to ask you again, leader, are you able to, in your leadership, draw in people from different cultures, different ages, different socioeconomic status? Can they feel part of your team? Can they feel included? Or is yours a monoculture organization team or church? That's the great challenge. And this is a leadership hindrance. If we're not able to cross out of our comfort zone of people that we want to connect with, then it limits our capacity as leaders. To grow our capacity means breaking out of our comfort zone of connection and learning to be comfortable connecting with people who are different to us. So big point number two, big capacity leaders embrace other cultures and gifts and are not threatened by differences. In fact, I would encourage you to become a, a student of other cultures. As we learn, as we, we find fascinating things in different cultures and different age groups, which we can learn from and grow. So here are a couple of questions that I'd love you to ponder. Question number one, how do you respond to people who are different to you in race, culture, religion, age, or economic status? Are you drawn to them or hesitant to try and connect? I want to ask you that. And this is one of the things I look out for when we're trying to train and recognize potential leaders. Are they standing by themselves on a Sunday morning or are they actively engaged and trying to connect with different people? Potential leaders, are they always standing with their friends, with their home group? Or are they embracing new people, connecting with the grannies, connecting with the kids? Are they able to connect across a wide spectrum? Question number two, when you look at your team or congregation or organization, is it monoculture or are you able to attract and lead people who are different to you? So now take a moment to do some self-analysis. Reflect on your organization or church. Is it all just one culture, one age, one economic status? God might be challenging you to enlarge that capacity. And then question number three, what can you do differently to begin to attract and lead people who are different to you? And that might be very practically. It might simply be recognizing it and then making an intentional point of trying to go and speak to people who are different, connect with them, find out about them, and make them feel welcome. This is a big point, especially I come from South Africa where we've got such a diversity of cultures. But even now, right around the world, the world is becoming more and more global. Don't be a monoculture leader. Let's enlarge our capacity by being comfortable with differences. Hope it helps. And uh, we're going to get to point number three next week. So can't wait to see you then. May the Lord bless you. And bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.